Is he is he in Tampa? Is he in, he's in Tampa? Was that in Tampa? Yeah. So that's a Tampa Bay bidet. Tampa Bay bidet. He's a yeah. It's a Tampa Bay bidet. That's that. Is that your Florida joke? <laughs> Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me. Hello and welcome to the Crap in Your Pants podcast with Rob and Ken. My name is Ken. And I am Rob. And today we have another amazing person here to tell their story. And um, his name is Chris and he's from Florida. And Rob, how would you, anything you would preface our listeners with here? Once again, Florida does not disappoint. Before we get into that, let's jump into this week's Turtlehead Trivia. Turtlehead Trivia. It's looking up an article here, and it was, do you poop your pants is a question that should be asked by all physicians, says a specialist at Loyola University in Chicago. Um, And this is the Turtlehead trivia for the week. 15 million women aged 40 and older, which is one in five, suffer from accidental bowel leakage. Did you know that, Rob? I, that, no, I did not know that. However. This isn't the first time I've heard that phrase, leakage, specifically bowel leakage. And I had actually thought that that was like a a joke, like someone who was just ha- having fun and making, you know, colorful language to describe a fart that they didn't want to take accountability for. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I, like it sounded like a, it sounded like a, a, a just like a, a coy way to get out of owning like a silent but deadly one that they released or something. Totally, but it's actually but a scientific term. It's medically, it's medically confirmed that yes, that how, what hit me with the number again? What is it? One in five suffer from accidental bowel leakage. That's women over forty. It does not say what the stats were for men over forty. I would almost guess it would be more, and I base that on zero evidence. Oh, that men have that men that have, men would have it worse than women. Yeah. I only I only base that on the fact that most of our guests are men, except for you know the three from this season. Hey man, it, all I got all, all I'm saying is if you smell something, it wasn't me. <laughs> so you know that should be a good question that doctors ask because fecal incontinence is not a part of normal aging. It is a medical condition, and there are treatments available. So that comes straight from uh, Dr. Dana Hayden uh, at Loyola University. Maybe you should tell the doctor if that's what's been going on. I think that uh, you might you might find a solution for it so you don't actually shit your pants. There's a fix is what you're saying. There is a fix. There's yeah. absolutely a fix. No, you don't have to live with it. The leakage. Allegedly. That's your Turtlehead Trivia for the week. Turtlehead Trivia. And now let's get into Chris's story. With us today, dear friend of the Poopcast, uh, fabulous humanitarian, Chris, it's good to have you here. Uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. You've got kind of a wild story. Set the stage. Lay some groundwork for us. Yeah, so uh, it is a little bit of a wild story. Um, a little bit of background about me and my poop situations. Um, throughout most of my adult life, even in my teenage years, I've like kind of battled like no real official IBS, but like I ate like shit drank too much. So like, I'm no stranger to loose stool. And, um, you know, so I had to become like, 
pretty damn good at finding bathrooms or figuring out a way to get through. And, um, so got to be like semi pro level at, um, avoiding, avoiding accidents, you know, as, as many roadside shits as I've taken, like I've had very, very few, uh, actual blowouts. Um, so it was incredibly blessed in that, uh, in that regard. Some people have had issues where they, they're like, I can't poop in public restrooms. Like you got, you got over that very quickly. As a necessity, um, those sort of embarrassments or hangups about cleanliness or anything like that, like that's gone for me. Like I, I couldn't, I don't have the choice. Otherwise I would have shit myself 1200 times. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, we'll, we'll just say that in 43 years I've, I've, I've got a good dozen shit in my pants. Um, but it would have been 1200 had I not mm. been able to poop in public or et cetera. So, um, you know, dealing with, you know, dealing with that and getting, you know, getting pretty good at it. Um, very, very few blowouts. I, I, uh, I really, I trusted myself and my ability to, to make it somewhere. And if it's not a toilet, it's somewhere where I can let go and figure it out later. Uh, this particular evening, um, I, uh, was working on a, on a newly acquired old car, just doing some, just doing some basic tinkering, uh, in the interior. I don't recall exactly what it was. I'm maybe playing with the audio system or something, but, um, uh, it was a Friday night. I had a few beers, um, was going to have a few more. I probably drugged two or three of those out with me. Um, and was just kind of burning the evening, tinkering, tinkering on the old girl. And, um, I had the urge to shit. I knew one was coming on, but it wasn't very, it wasn't, um, you know, due to past experience, I'm not worried. I don't need to get anywhere very quickly, or at least I thought you're, you're in a, you're in a safe space as it were. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm living in an apartment complex, um, that has a central, a central garage. Um, it's a pretty large, it's a pretty large place. I mean, probably, uh, in its entirety, it probably takes up about the area as a New York City block, really. Um, in the middle of it being a parking garage. Uh, my unit is on the extreme one side of it. I'm, I'm kind of centrally located where the car is. Um, so when the, the urge and the thoughts about having to having the shit come up, I'm like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a block away, five five minutes at best. You can do this. So I'm continuing through through my work, and um, I'm not sure if I just got too drunk to notice that it had really, really, really started bubbling up, um, <laughs> and uh, and it was time to go. Do you have a phrase to describe that sensation, like that you that you generally use? No, I don't. Nothing specific. None, none of the cute colloquial terms really alt, like are like my go-to. It's just kind of like it's it's bubbling up. It's um, bubbling. Yeah, it's bub it's bubbling up. Um, it's becoming imminent. Um, so at that point I kind of had gotten from a, I'm okay. And then without realizing it to you're not okay. And there's a decision that needs to be made. Um, and I have, I have a couple different options. I have a couple different options here. Um, and I could just go shit in the corner of the garage <laughs> and scurry. I, I, and no stranger to that. I've done that. Um, you know, make my way back towards the apartment and it's not, it's not that far. But as I gather the thought and really take the action to leave what I'm doing and go to do it, like it's coming and it's coming like quickly. Um, and it's not going to be, we're not talking any sort of solid 
things in nature. I can feel it. I've been here before. Um, this shit's going to blow out. <laughs> so um, I get to a point and there's, there, are, there are two doors and I can go left, which will lead me to my apartment and I'm probably going to shit myself. Or I can go right and I can go into the stairwell fire exit and take myself outside. I don't really know what I was thinking about heading outside. I mean, I guess loosely get outside, shit outside. It's way less of a crime, crime not in the literal sense, but way le- against humanity, really. Um, right. If I shit outside in a grassy area as opposed to shitting in the garage. Um, I, I so, mean, I get, the, I get that logic. Like that, yeah. that's, that's like a straight, straight up like panic brain understanding of like, no, 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 this, this one makes sense. Go outside. Mm-hmm. So I take, we'll call it door number two, the door that goes outside in the stairwell. And I got about three steps in and it was just done <laughs> everywhere. Um, I could feel it. It was, it was warm. It stunk immediately. It's squishy. And now I'm, now my option is to get out, you know, the, the whole fight or flight thing. And, um, I'm just go and continue, continue down the stairs, um, continue with the plan, go outside you're now covered in shit. So that's changed, but you're still going outside. So I get outside and better, better assess the situation, kind of a pause thinking here, what's going on? How bad is it? What do you do next? And, um, it, I, I'm now like not putting my hands down my pants, but I know that it's just there and it's creeping down like my legs and it, I'm having a, it, it's drip. Um, we're basically in a really bad situation, full grown man with uh, a beef stew in his pants. <laughs> um, so uh, as luck would, ha- as luck would have it, the sprinklers were on for the garden uh, surrounding the entirety of, of the complex. There's nighttime sprinklers. It's about nine o'clock at night. To my recollection, there's nobody else outside. It kind of like one of those vanilla sky <laughs> feelings where you're like, I'm the only one here. <laughs> I know exactly that visual. <laughs> it's, it's very doubtful knowing that, there, that this is a, a complex that several thousand people live in. Um, walk around, run around to exercise, walk their dogs. There's a public park behind it. It is very unlikely that no one saw me. But in my memory, no one saw me. So I'd say you're dirty, water is clean, have at it. So here I am, stripped down, fully naked, um, washing first (laughs) myself off. In the sprinkler, <laughs> you know, doing a little, <laughs> doing a little. Uh, so, Chris, like the area where the sprinkler is in the lawn, and it, I'm, I'm envisioning like a, is that like a pathway or something for the building? Is that so, what, what's the area yeah, like? It's so it's actually like if you there there's there's an entrance to there's an entrance to the complex from main streets right and then once you get in there then it's just kind of a private road that goes around the complex so just a a big rectangle but there's only one there's only one way in and out so it's not public per se but it's public to everyone that lives in the complex okay continue yeah so um yeah so the sprinklers there i decide that i need to wash up and get aforementioned shit 
off of my body. Um, so I'm doing a little squats over top of the sprinkler and hand scrubbing and, um, that's that. So now we're clean, but we're a naked 40 year old man. We're a naked 40 year old man, uh, standing outside, um, who's now dripping wet, um, but no longer covered in shit. Uh, but <laughs> I still have soiled underpants, soiled shorts, shitty shoes, even some shit on my shirt. So, um, I discarded the shorts and said, I don't, I don't fucking need these. So through, through the, through the shorts over the fence in the public park, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. But I'm like, you have to, you have to cover up because you're a naked 40 year old man in public. Um, so then I do laundry um, on my boxer briefs, uh, scrub them up in the same fountain, excuse me, the same sprinklers and, um, put those back on. Um, so I've, I did, I tossed the shirt as well. So I'm now in my boxer briefs. They're soaking wet. I'm soaking wet. I'm carrying a pair of sneakers that still have shit on them. Um, and then I realize I don't, I don't have my keys. Um, kind of, uh. kind of. I'm kind of panicked uh, at this point. My keys are upstairs in the garage. Like you can get yourself into the complex in several ways. Usually there's a door propped open or what have you, but that door in which I came out is now locked. Um, so I went around to the closest stairwell to my unit and, um, you know, walked around there again. I don't recall seeing anybody. Surely someone saw me. Um, but yeah, I go up the stairwell and find one of those propped open doors and, uh, get to my unit to which I have no keys. So I have to bang on the door, um, to have my wife let me in to which she finds me a formerly covered in shit person <laughs> in his underwear dripping wet. And I have to explain the situation to her. She's no stranger to, uh, you know, things that can happen to me and maybe only me. Um, so we got over that pretty quickly, but, uh, it became a favorite story of hers that she immediately shared with all of my best friends. Um, I think she probably told my mother, uh, pretty quickly too, um, just to kind of get me, um, to, to get me to the point of saying that, that shitting yourself at 40 years old is just not okay. But it is okay, and that's why we're here to talk about it. We're destigmatizing it here. <laughs> I appreciate it. That is, that is our plan. So there's no 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 shame at all to be felt on this one. We're here, we're here to empower Chris, is what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I definitely feel I definitely feel the love and um, the the freedom. Thanks. Get this off my chest and share with the internet. And this is this is an odd story for me too because it's not one that 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 I shared. A bunch, and I think that it was the subject, the the subject matter, why I didn't share it. I mean, I've got a lot of embarrassing shit that's happened to me over the year, and I have no problem sharing it. This one, though, it, it just you know because I I've told some of my friends I'm coming on this podcast to tell the story, and believe it or not, it's a story you haven't heard. Um, so that's that's going to be nice to even share with you know friends and family that know me well. Uh, this is this is a great avenue. Well, I appreciate you giving us the exclusive. I'll be honest. That's uh, that. That's really wonderful. Yeah, it was you or Anderson Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> that's that good. Well done.
I feel like if if anyone had seen you, you could have become a TikTok sensation with like naked man uses a sprinkler as a bidet. We, we I mean, we are certainly within that time frame that could have happened. I mean, thankfully, lots of the other things and some of the other poop stories happened way before videos on phones and the social medias. Um, but yeah, no, I, I could have been famous. There may be, I mean, look, it, by the, the way you, you describe your residence, is there like some tape? There's got to be like CC, like closed uh, circuit security footage um, documenting the entire story. I, I imagine. I mean, no. Now you'd think, now you'd think so. However, that was one of my largest complaints about the building. Um, it, it really didn't. I mean, we had incidents. We, we've had incidents to which running the tape would have been uh, would have been advantageous for us, incidents in the garage and whatnot. And now none of those, those cameras don't work. So, uh, yeah, no, no such luck. And all of this backs up your case that there was no one around to see you because there was no documentation of it. And that's, that feels like a very documentable moment. If someone had seen it, it probably would have leaked somewhere, at least locally. One of the heroes is also your wife who just was like, yeah, this is, this is how it goes. I'm going to blow him up to all of it, all of his friends. I mean, she's, she's an absolute saint. Um, we, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here without her, um, in many, many ways. So it's, uh, yeah, she was a real trooper and yes, then blowing up my spot to, uh, so maybe, maybe Chris needs to stop drinking and putting himself in situations in which he may shit himself. Because if Chris weren't drinking, he wouldn't have shit himself. And that's almost that's almost guaranteed accuracy. Did she have any warning, or was it just quite literally you banging on the door? No, it was just it was me banging on the door. I mean, so bang, bang, bang. She's like, "What the heck is that? What's going on here?" Opens the door, and you're at the foot of the door, soaking wet. In your in your underwear, holding the rest of your garments, no shirt, and her did her mind go? Oh, he must have shit himself. Yeah, I mean, without ever having explicitly spoken to her about how she felt, um, my bad. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I think it was probably. I don't think that he shit himself came to mind. I think that it was just what sort of ridiculous endeavors have gone on between the time that you left here with some tools and a few beers to you now coming back an hour or so later, um, nearly naked and soaked. So, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, this is, this is, you know, it's, it, this, this is not entirely new territory for her, um, you know, being my wife. So she's, 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 she's seen some, she's seen some weird shit. Um, so albeit she was shocked and surprised, it's not, this is, this is just like episode, episode, whichever it's not, it's, it's not the first. Have you taken any different tax on like when you're now working on cars or anything? Are you like, you know what? I'm going to lay off the beers on this one and focus on the car. Or is it like, fuck it. If it happens again, it happens again. Well, I, I don't drink at all anymore. So like, that's a big part of, uh, <laughs> my whole colo, my colorectal health is way better. Um, now that, uh, that I don't have, uh, that variable in there anymore. Um, so in the true sense, yes, uh, I do have an approach to working on the car, but it's also the approach to, uh, to life now. So, uh, yeah. 
I'm with I'm with you. I thought I had IBS up until I quit drinking, and then I was like, oh, that was actually the problem. Yeah, and I've I've told many I've told many a person that, and uh, like all these things you think are just wrong with you, it it might it might be the business. It might not be. You, you may not be challenged in that way whatsoever, but it's worth giving yourself uh, two two weeks, three weeks off to see if things correct themselves, and it's an easy troubleshoot, really. Yeah, it's like. Like, am am I in danger? Am I in danger of shitting my pants and or having scary looking stool on a regular basis? Yes. Are you drinking on a regular basis? Yes. See if that's common denominator. Easy one. <laughs> easy one to get out of the way. I don't. I don't run around on a soapbox uh, preaching uh, preaching preaching the good word of Bill W and his friends every day. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it. When I get the opportunity, I do tell people that I. I am a better I am a better person mentally and physically without drinking. Uh, so it's it's it is it is amazing. It is amazing the things the things that can change, including the danger of shitting yourself regularly just by not not drinking. And then and then they become that much more uh, enjoyable to uh, to storytell at that point as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it, although they aren't stories of shitting myself, the stories still happen. You know, the stories still happen. It's not just uh, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't just booze boo, booze fueled excuse me booze fueled me that uh that was the fun and funny guy. Um, so it that's 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 been it's been very enlightening. Yeah, I was gonna say two things. It is it is an effective um story though by way of uh of uh maybe having people think twice about, about how much they imbibe because, you know, as, as I'm hearing it, it's kind of like, and there I was soaking wet, holding my shitty sneakers and nothing else on. And I saw the look of my wife's face and I knew then that I had hit rock bottom. It kind of, it it, kind of one, it was one of those moments and uh, it was one of those moments. Like it, Really, albeit I wasn't saying like, "Oh, this is rock bottom." It was more so like, "Yeah, dude, you, you're like, she's right." <laughs> like, make, yeah, make a change. You gotta make a change. Just, yeah, you you just ended up you just ended up like this. On the on the plus side, though, I will say that point to you for executing the homeless bidet move. That that is points, sir, because. Not, and 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 then you then you kept going with the home well essentially a homeless shower, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how appealing is that water pressure? I mean, am I wrong? Uh, I mean, it was it, it it definitely is something I would repeat. Um, yeah. If you told me that, uh, yeah, there's there's no danger of indecent exposure citation or uh, or worse, um, you're not going to end up on any sort of registry. Uh, right. Yeah, I would. It's very sir, effective. I, I would certainly shit. I would shit outside and use a sprinkler again in a heartbeat. Um, and yeah, there's a, no apolo- no apologies there. That's for sure. I know there's some great Florida joke here. I just can't put my finger on exactly how to <laughs> how to deliver that one. Yeah, you you guys will get there. Don't worry. Any any final thoughts on this? Any like things that you have done to prevent this sort of thing in the future, or are you just you know, man, you still just living in in terms of. The daily goings on, and no matter no matter what you're doing, and how, or how well you treat yourself, um, occasionally we're all gonna have we're all gonna have uh, that moment where we must shit imminently, and whether that's you know something really solid or the antithesis of that, um, 
there's got to be less pause in it. You can't you can't leave those you can't leave those variables wide open, especially as we age. Um, all of our muscles are aging at the same rate, and um, those ones down there more so, you know, because of constant use. I don't know if that's science. I just made that up. Um, but you you said it so officially that I was like, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, there you go. It's two truths and a lie. Um, the but yeah, I mean, it just to not have as much pause. Don't trust yourself as much as you think you should. Just because that one time when you were 23, you made it all the way from the front row at the festival back to those word porta potties and you thought you were going to shit yourself the whole time. If you were to do that at 40, you're going to shit yourself. There's just no question about it. You're not going to make it. So albeit not, albeit not panicking um, at every sign of having to use the toilet um, to listen to your body and uh, create that urgency and get this taken care of or else it might end up with you taking a shower in the sprinklers outside of your complex using the homeless man bidet. But thank you so much for telling us your, sto- your story. Um, it seems that I'm not sure if it was a little bit burdensome to you, but it seems like you got some relief, as they say, by, uh, by sharing this. Yeah, I mean it's it's there it's there for the world to hear now, and um, hopefully you know your your listenership and your viewership uh, goes up in part because of it, and uh, we have more people to share our shit stories with. And uh, as we said earlier, erase, erase the stigma. Everybody's everybody's doing it, but no one's talking about it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much, Chris. It was great to have you on. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate you, Rob Ken. Thank you much for having me. I appreciate it. It's like, I think that's actually, it's different than what I was expecting, which I'm glad. It's sort of like, it's got a little more like, I don't know, serious tone to it, but it's like, like, not as like, aha, it's more like. Yeah, that's, um, I just, I'm just picturing him like taking a shower in in the sprinkler, like right there. Get the hose. Dude, that's, that's pretty much just like my, my brother had that. Exactly. And he would have. It would have been a far more. I mean, at least, at least more expedient process, I suppose. Um, but it's the same concept, right? right? Exactly. But the thing is, though, yeah. But yeah. But he had the added stress because it's like a building and like multiple residents. Oh my god! You know, I can just see that you're like looking up on the decks or the balconies to be yeah. like, is you're, someone is Tampa, right? there? Is Tampa? Right? Yeah, it's Tampa. Yeah, you're on like, the balcony, right? Enjoying a nice summer night or whatever night, right? Yeah. And all and of a sudden, there's like a naked dude just like washing showering. his ass on a right. fucking spring. You're cooker. calling. You're you're you're, <laughs> you're dialing the, the the authorities. What's the old Simpsons joke about? Like, I'll dial nine one, and when I say go, you hit the final one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly like what it is. Four people out on their balcony, like setting that up. Oh my god! Like retirees, like you know, like 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 New England, you know, couples and retirees just treated to that, you know. Yeah. Well, and he, he seems <laughs> like, like a very New York retirees just being like, "I thought you said we were done looking at people shit their pants when we moved down to Tampa." <laughs> I left New York City for this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to do an accent there and not make it sound super offensive. I was doing that's Bernie Sanders. That's Bernie Sanders. I'm doing Bernie. I left New York for this. <laughs> Rob, let's break into this week's Shard at the Devil. Shard at the Devil. 
which uh, in honor of um, Chris and our dear friend Brad, who introduced us to Chris, uh, this is a song by a band called Hepcat. And you know what? It really is. It really is about Chris's story. It's called I Can't Wait. One of the guys was like an actor. He was in like swingers. What? That guy? Yeah, yeah. He was. That guy was like pretty fucking dead anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was in Hepcat. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They were cool. They were like they were definitely a Southern California thing. Cool. Um, So yeah, love that song. I can't wait. 
You know, so this is our penultimate uh, episode of the season. It has been incredible so far. But before we close and before we go into the next, there's two people I want to give big credits to. Our first one is our friend uh, from the band The Beatoffs, who has graciously allowed us to continue using uh, that amazing opening song we have. And uh, so big shout outs to, uh, I guess I'll just use his initials because he was like, yeah, I don't use my real name. I feel like he's afraid of the Beatles suing him or something. But JG. And then second is uh, Carl Bishop. He is our sound engineer, a producer. He gives us advice and teaches us how to make better sounding uh, episodes. He is a masterwork and he is the reason uh, this thing comes together as well as it does. So thank you, Carl, for that. And um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of this episode. Rob, you got any uh, other final thoughts? Beef stew in his pants. More excellent imagery from our guest. Beef stew in your pants. Yeah, put beef stew in your pants up there with squirrel through the wood chipper, and uh, I think it, it's 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 up there with that level of uh, of descriptions. So we got it. We got another legendary one today. Mm-hmm. 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 Go to crap to find us. Share your story. And uh, for the Crap in Your Pants podcast, uh, my name is Ken. And I am Rob. Keep shitting. Not that you have a choice. No, you fucking don't. Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me.